What's up? This is Nat, your host here on the All In Podcast, and I am so excited to be talking about this topic that I'm very passionate about, which is self-love and self-improvement. I've seen a lot of, you know, posts, content that kind of puts like that self-improvement culture and then the self-love culture on opposite sides of the spectrum. And I want to talk about why I believe they go hand in hand and that these aren't completely opposite sides of the spectrum. So without further ado, let's go all in. So I'm very passionate about this topic because I, as someone who posts, you know, a lot of motivational and mindset type topics, I also like to always balance them out with kind of the context around it so that it doesn't get onto the extreme side of like hustle culture, you know, burnout, no rest, um, and vice versa. When I talk about mental health and resting and all these things, I also want to put it into the context that I believe one of the main forms of self-care is keeping promises to yourself. Because when you are, you know, going through rough times, whether it's with mental health, you're not feeling like doing anything, often the best self-care are some things that are hard for us to do in the moment. Like we don't want to get out of bed, but we're going to feel so good by getting some sunlight outside, by moving our body, maybe sweating. It's a lot of days where I'm like, okay, you know, today's a recovery day. I'd rather just make it a full rest day. I just want to rest. Then I feel awful the next day when I know that, you know, if I just do that light bike workout or that flush out or whatever, I'm going to come out on the other side, like feeling happier, more positive. That happened to me yesterday. I was sore from a big week of training. And then my friend hosted kind of a pre-Super Bowl uh, workout with some friends. And I was like, okay, you know, if I can convince my boyfriend to come, he, he doesn't often come train with me. He's been really big into cycling training lately. Um, if I can convince him to come, get a workout together, you know, get around all these people, positive energy, I'm going to feel so much better. And that was exactly the case. Um, and, and the same things go uh, goes with, you know, different things mentally as well whether that's, you know, reading a book rather than sitting in the bed and scrolling social media. Sometimes that's all you feel like doing. However, we get into this dark cycle of seeing things that trigger us or, you know, being kind of our emotions led by the headlines that we read and all these things versus if we take that hard step of keeping that promise to ourselves of doing things that are going to actually make us feel better. So now that we got that kind of out of the way, I want to talk a little bit more about, you know, kind of the two different extreme sides. So we see a lot of, you know, this hustle culture online, whether it's an entrepreneurship or as an athlete, people who never take rest days, no days off, um, you know, hustle 24 seven, uh, don't sleep, all these types of things kind of, you know, go single minded into one thing and forget about other parts of their life. For example, I love watching David Goggins uh, content. It's very extreme in by no means do you need to go do like a thousand pull-ups every day. In fact, that's probably not going to be the most efficient way of getting fit or stronger or whatever. Um, but I do love that he has this crazy mental toughness and he shows an example of what, you know, you're capable of doing by pushing yourself mentally. And then on the flip side, there's a lot of things about, you know, self-love and body positivity that I absolutely love. Um, and I think it's amazing to have, you know, both those kind of sides, even though sometimes, 
especially on the internet, they get so polarized that people on either side kind of, you know, hate on or discredit one or the other. Now, I love like trying to look and see the gray area. And so what I believe is that the best form of self-improvement comes from self-love and that when you do have this true self-love, it drives you to to go and want to improve yourself and do self-improvement because you're so passionate about witnessing your own growth and you want to see your potential and you want to chase after things and, and see how you transform in the process mentally. And I think that is a big shift. I mean, that's a big shift that I've even made in my life over the past few years of trying to come down to what's the true why behind, you know, why I love competing in sport or what, why I, I'm so driven in some of the things that I do to, to be successful. Um, and when it came down to it, I really kind of realized some of the harmful whys that I had, which might have been, you know, I want to prove people wrong. I want to, you know, prove some other people right. I want to, you know, do this. And then when it came down to spending more time on, you know, self-discovery and self-love, all of a sudden it switched where I realized I don't need to go and, you know, compete to prove something to someone else or to win some medal that's going to fill this hole in my life or suddenly make me feel happy. I am happy and grateful for everything I have now. And that doesn't take away from me wanting to go and achieve more. I think it actually just fuels it even more because now I come from this place of not, I'm not enough if I don't achieve something, but I'm at the place where it's, I am enough right now and everything stems from there. Because I have that solid foundation, I feel more free to go out and do things, to put myself out there, to fail, um, even fail publicly, um, and be able to bounce back because my whole mental health doesn't rely on achieving this one single thing. And I think that is the issue with, you know, a lot of hustle culture where it's, you kind of get shamed if you're not sacrificing everything, including your mental health for the pursuit of a certain goal when protecting your mental health and doing these different things actually is going to make it a much more sustainable road to success as well as sustainable once you get there. Um, I've talked in pre previous episodes uh, about my own journey with mental health and things like this where I, you know, if I would have gone on to make the Olympics, maybe I got a gold medal, let's say, I mean, a far reach, but um, I don't think that would have solved any of the, the things I had going on mentally. At the time, I thought it was. I thought, you know, everything that I've been through, this will like make up for it and suddenly I'll be happy when this happens. Um, but that is not the case. And I think often that happens where people believe that, then they achieve it and it's like, now what? And then it's kind of, you know, complacency because they don't, they're not in love with the growth process, they're in love with that end result. And so through having self-love and self-compassion through the self-improvement process, you actually are motivated to continue to improve. There is no end or finish line. It's like, I wanna keep improving until, you know, my deathbed. And that might look differently. Maybe in my twenties, that's in sports. And maybe in my thirties, it's in something else, but that's, that's just how I feel uh, about it. And I think that it's more sustainable to, you know, really assess some of those things when it comes to, you know, having self-love and believing you're enough and some of these self-beliefs so that you have that solid foundation as you go through um, self-improvement and you can focus more on the journey rather than the war reward as well as internal motivation versus external. Self-improvement should not be about beating yourself up or punishing yourself. I think there's different ways that we all handle different things, but I think that if we can assess some of those 
true reasons why we're doing things and then make sure the things that we really want to do for the rest of our lives that we're passionate about, whether that's our sports or our um, self-growth journey or our business or uh, a certain career you want to do or high school, university, uh, college, whatever that is, comes from, you know, having that strong why of you want to you wanna do it because you want to see your potential. You want to um, push yourself and you love witnessing yourself grow through that process um, rather than try to, you know, fill a hole in your life in, in some way. I, I Yeah, I think that kind of sums it all up. I mean, for me personally, therapy was really helpful with this um, content about self-love and self, you know, more sustainable self-improvement and things like that definitely helped me, um, you know, journaling. Journaling was really helpful. I would definitely recommend journaling on any of the thoughts that you're having around this and um, repeating that journaling. Like you're not gonna solve everything with one journal session, but sometimes you can break it down further and further and further and revisit what you wrote, you know, a day later, a week later, um, and all of a sudden have kind of like an epiphany about things and then keep breaking it down and breaking it down. Life is a constant journey of figuring out, you know, who you are um, and what you want and that's always gonna be changing, so. Hope you guys have a great week, weekend, whenever you're listening to this, and I will catch you next week. Hey, I think that the greatest gift in life is presence. So thank you so much for gracing me with your presence of tuning in to this episode. Now, something that I would appreciate a ton and would help this podcast keep growing is if you, one, take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your social media so more people can find the podcast and hopefully we can help impact more people. As well as number two is if you can leave a rating and a written review. That means so much. And once again, thank you for being here.